0: Good morning and welcome to the Football Digest podcast. Thanks so much again for your company this week. And uh, thanks again also to my colleagues. Uh, The familiar team is here once again on duty, on parade. Um, Joined by my colleague Andy Dunn, Chief Sports Writer of the Daily Mirror, uh, Chief Sports Writer uh, of the Daily Star, Jeremy Cross, Matt Dunn, football aficionado. I think he's ready to go around the world with that globe behind you, Power, mate. absolutely the, the, the doors to the world are opening up again let's hope um guys there's lots to reflect upon on the uh, on the past week or so uh, we've all been absolutely engrossed in in England and kind of you know the first steps onto onto the World Cup uh, where are we now and um, you know it feels like we've got one foot on the um, on the road to Qatar already. you well, are having a look at Scotland and Wales, paying tributes to Sergio Aguero. What an announcement that was. Uh, I mean, one of the real true greats of, of, of the Premier League. And also then, obviously, the um, the return to Premier League action this weekend. Lots of uh, fixtures and uh, talking points to, to look forward to. But guys, let's start with England v Poland last night. I mean, it, 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 three wins out of three for Gareth Southgate, but I do think we saw a familiar, familiar uh, failing. Uh, you know, from from John Stones, it was return to the bad old days. Really, Stones been absolutely fantastic for for, oh. for Man City this season, but it was uh, it was shades of the past. And you could probably argue that he he was responsible for two assists last night. One for Harry Maguire's equaliser, and the other one for uh, for po- uh, sorry Harry Maguire's winner, and the other, the, the other um, setting up Poland's equaliser. Um, but what do we make of it? Who, who, who really has passed this final audition? And Andy, what do, what did you make of uh, the uh, sort of week that we've just seen for England? A good one, yeah, hugely hugely
2: encouraging one. Uh, I, I don't think there's any any uh, any other way to see it. I mean, first of all, just quickly on the on the John Stones situation. Mm. I guess that is the only negative, um, in the sense that if you recall, and we were all there when John Stone's made the mistake that led to one of the goals when Holland beat England in the nation's league final in Portugal. Um, and if you remember that mistake, actually, um, they still had quite a bit to do Portugal um, Holland to score. And I think in the end, did it go in off Carl Walker or Carl yeah. Walker maybe could have Carl Walker, Walker could have cleared in, cleared it against the, the guy. And and but, but what 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 I think we all remember is that after he made that mistake, he did play again. He he, he was in another squad for um Southgate. I think he played in a Pretty much a walkover against Montenegro at Wembley, if I remember yeah, rightly. I think he played in that one, didn't he? You know, when we could have defended in, in that game, but that was the only game he played. And then, and then, he, and then he was he was left out in the wilderness. But if you remember, he was dropped for the after the Holland game. He was dropped for the third place playoff against Switzerland. And Gareth Southgate didn't didn't have an awful lot of sympathy for him. I remember he, he was quite he was quite brutal. I think on that occasion. Um, about John Stones' mistake, and that clearly, even though he did make that one appearance after it, that clearly cost him his place in the England setup. And bear in mind, he'd been an important part of the England setup at World Cup 2018. And I thought Southgate, you know, then w- w- was was quite ruthless. Um, he was a bit more conciliatory last night, you know, saying that Stones had shown the uh, had shown the fortitude to carry on playing um, with you know in a determined fashion and set up the winning goal. You know, And that's all well and good, and, and, and I believe him. But you know what? Southgate will be going back now and thinking, what if John Stones does that when it really, really matters? What if it's a semi-final at Wembley against a big team, and he does that, and they score, we're likely to get back into the game. That will be one of the things now that is still on his mind. It was a reminder. As much as we've all been loading John Stones, no bigger fan than myself, that was a reminder of what can happen. So he has to make the decision, what if that happens again? You know, it might only happen once every, you know, 10 games. It might only happen once every couple of years. But what if it happens on the biggest stage of all, at the most crucial time of all? And as I say, you know, against the better team in Poland, it could have been more costly. But I think that's probably only, I mean, the only real drawback I can think um, of, of of all three games. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, as, as some average as England were last night, they just find a way to win. You know, they find mm. a way to win qualifying games. There's, there's, no, there's, there's no getting around it. You cannot knock them for what they do, for, the, for what they show. You know, and Gareth Southgate, most things he does now come off. And let's face it, we were sat there, John, you, you, you know, two metres apart there at Wembley last night looking at each other, thinking when's he going to make a change? You know, I mean, mm. Poland were throwing everyone on, you, you, you know, if, if you're a Polish, you had a chance of getting on in the second half, if you're at Wembley. And, it, and, and Southgate was just permanently in discussion with Steve Holland and basically doing nothing. And you're looking at yourself thinking, when are you going to change this? You know, it got to 80, when are you going to change it? And of course, he doesn't change it and they get the winner. Um, and again, and that, that's a threat from a set piece that Maguire has shown in the past for England, showed again. And I just do not see really any particular where you would turn around and say, well, you know what? That is a worry going into the Euros. Um, or wh- where's this, you know, wh- where's our threat going to come from? I thought they were quite threatening last night, just the final ball was off. So, really, I don't see that he can do much more than basically, you know, win three out of three. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it goes without saying that, that we've seen results around Europe this um this past 24 hours that show that it's not a formality that you win qualifiers. But England have made it a formality. They have made winning qualifying games a formality. They've made qualifying for tournaments almost a formality. Let's face it, not one of us here thinks that, that England aren't going to qualify for Qatar 2022. It's as simple as that. And I just do think that, you know, bear in mind the amount of players that, that weren't available to him um, for last night's game. You know, if you want to go through them... We, um, in the mirror, we did a piece on uh, on Monday about the, the not in Albania 11 after the Albania game, you know. And it was, you know, it, it, it was Pickford. Um, it was Jordan Henderson. It was Jack Grealish, It was Joe Gomez. It, you know, it was Bukayo Saka. It was Jaden Sancho. It was Marcus Rashford. Um, it was James Madison, Harvey Barnes. Um, I mean, you know, you can go on and on. Tammy Abraham, Callum hudson I mean, you can't. Michael Keane. Um You well, can well, literally even get into that thing I, I, and Trent and Trent Alexander Arnold. I mean, I mean, you, 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 well, exactly. You're talking, I you're talking not long crazy. ago. It, it, you're talking not long ago. Not whether Trent Alexander Arnold was the best right back in England, it was whether or not he was the best right back in the world. Mm. And, <laughs> now, we and now we can. was. And now there are there, there are apparently um, a minimum of three. English right backs ahead of him: Carl Walker, Rhys James, Kieran Trippier. You know, and that's and it's a good job James Justin is injured. Not for him, obviously, but otherwise he'd probably be ahead, and he can play either um, side, mm. obviously. So no, I know. I, listen, in, in answer to the broad question, I, I I think Southgate will will be sat there today, and apart from that, that niggling concern maybe over who's going to partner Harry Maguire, and if it is John Stones. Is he always likely to make that sort of Rick? Um, apart from that, relatively minor um, issue. I think he'll be sat there thinking, you know what? This camp could not have gone any better. And didn't you get the feeling last night in his interview that, you know, he was just so happy that, um, and he mentioned it, that the, the camp, you know, three games, that long camp, it had gone pretty much without a hitch. The players who yeah. actually turned up with mainly fits. And also... Like with any England camp, he's thinking, you know what? And and in these times, of course, when, you know, these unusual times, he's thinking, I've actually got through uh, a 10-day camp without any news stories, that, you know, without anyone fighting in the canteen, without (laughs) anyone breaking lockdown rules, without any girls in hotel rooms. You know, he's actually, he'll be thinking, what happened there? I mean, genuinely, what happened there? No social media storms. No miss Iceland in, in, in Reykjavik hotels. You know, no one, <laughs> no players having a go at each other. He, he's thinking, is this really England? Now, has that really happened? Have we just actually had no bad headlines? Got through, played three games, won all three, on we go. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it is. Yeah, no, it, it? I mean, what's going now? on? The what's, now? What, I mean, what is going on? No tantrums, no anything. It's just ridiculous. Honestly, yeah. it was supposed to be England.
0: Look, I I will put it out there that I really Mm. like John Stones. I think John Stones been a revelation, I think England are a better team with John Stones. I like players that basically can play out, you know, you keep the ball, you keep possession. So, look, I'd keep John Stones 100%. But would you, Jeremy? I mean, not just, please, the squad, but as as Andy rightly says, you know, if he's got a mistake in him, do you still pick him? Of course you do in the squad, I think. But well, look, does he start your first game against Croatia?
3: Yes, simply. I mean, I get what Dunny's saying. And yeah, that is this, this is such a frustrating thing about Stones that we see him play a lot for Man City, well, I do. Uh, I know Dunny does as well. And, you know, I think that's the first mistake I've seen him make this season, mm-hmm. which is, you know, obviously it came at Wembley for England. So it's going to be made high profile. It's going to be picked. picked you know, you're going to pick the bones out of it. But... I think obviously he's, he's playing with a lot of confidence stones. You know, he's, he's basically cemented his place in a quadruple-chasing team under Pep. He's looked supremely confident. He loves having the ball at his feet. You know, he's, he's essentially a midfielder who plays at centre-back. You could put him in midfield at club level, certainly, and he wouldn't look out of place because he's mm. such a great foot, natural mm. footballer. But, you know, he, he, he made a mistake. He was overconfident. You know, he dallied on the ball. You just can't do that. I mean, that was against Poland. Like Dunny said, that could if that came in a semi final against Germany or France or Spain, it could could be the difference between winning and losing a game. But you know, he's only human, and defenders, every player makes mistakes. Harry Maguire makes mistakes. You know, it's just a part of the game. You just gotta you've got to trust him not to do that again. You can't guarantee that. But I think the qualities he has on the ball uh, and the way England want to play, he suits the game so well. And you've got to you've got to play him. You've got to yeah. play him.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: Matt. Matt, do you do you, do you go along with that? Yeah, well, yeah. I
1: think it's John Stones' thing. I, I take issue a little bit with Andy saying it's a minor problem. I think this is the absolute of what Gareth Southgate does this summer, because looking back at what he said after that Holland game, he uh, accused him of making mistakes because he wasn't playing enough regular football. Was what it was what he said. It's bound to happen if you're not playing regularly, which is why Stones was then cast aside all the time he can get in the City side, comes back, plays regular football, it turns out he can still make those mistakes. Mm. I think it's part of his makeup. he's got that in him, unfortunately. But after the World Cup, Southgate sat down with his team and thought, how do we take the next step and go from semi-finalists and become, you know, challengers to win one of these tournaments? Mm. And the way they decided was, we have to be able to play with a back four. Because although we can have a back three and it looks great, Against the very best teams, we haven't got enough attacking options. So Southgate has now got a choice. He either goes back to a back three and ditches the whole back four thing, gives up on one mistake, or he picks a back four. Now, I'm thinking, I don't feel that confident going into a back, into a, say, touch at a Euro 2020 final with a back four with any other two central defenders than Maguire and Stones. I think the other candidates are all lacking somewhere, uh, and they are our best two. But you do take a big gamble on whether Stones is going to drop one of these bricks because he does do it. It's unfortunate. Same mm. way as David James, great goalkeeper, he used to drop a brick. Some players just seem to have this mm. you know, ability to do that sort of thing. Hopefully not again in the semi-final, hopefully in a quieter game. But but, but that's the gamble he's got to take. Now, Southgate's always been a progressive manager since he took over. And I can't think that he's going to suddenly think, oh, well, Safe option, and let's go back to a back three. Make sure we don't drop, you know, drop something and, and lose losing the group stages. Let's, you know, take our hedge our bets a little bit. He's mm-hmm. going to be going to be back at Wembley for that semi final and playing in that final. And to do that, he needs a back four. Uh, and um, with all these attacking options that he's hoping to have fit again to get some of those into the team. He needs Stones to play alongside Maguire. It's as simple as that, which is why he was a bit kinder to him, I think, last night mm-hmm. um, uh, and why he thinks that, yeah, we've got to go for it. And hopefully, you know, he's got that one out of his system uh, and we can go through the summer, yeah, incident free and, uh, and you know, they do a good job together.
0: Mm. No, it, it is an interesting, interesting mm. one. It really is. I have to say, I thought he was going to, you know, you're going to play the back four against the first two opponents and then, then I think go to a to back three against mm. Poland. And I think that was maybe his original plan. But I think that, you know, the four worked well for him and, you know, it's sort of kind of, you know, let, let's see then whether that sort of changes his mind again. But I agree with you, Matt, that basically the, the balance of the team with the four is better is better because you you want to get your attacking players in on that. And, and, and just looking at that, guys, who, who do we think is... You know, who really, really shone in these in these three games? Who really impressed you? Is there anyone that's kind of, you know, also on the back of this going to be slightly worried about their place or, you know, who's really strengthened and who's perhaps looking a little bit vulnerable out there at, in the mix of players for this summer, guys?
1: Well, I'll okay, easy one. I think Mason Mounting is his name in the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. straightforward enough. But He just popped up everywhere, wherever he was playing, wherever he was asked to play. He did an impressive job. No one quite... Wants to, to go, don't quite understand. He doesn't excite people for whatever reason, but you can see why Southgate picks him. You can see why uh, Tuchel picks him, and, and you can see why Frank Lampard used mm-hmm. to pick him. Um, he just, wherever he is, he just seems to have an eye for a pass. He worked brilliantly with Chilwell early on uh, last night. He, he's worked, then he'd switch and come the other side and find passes. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's the one player that, that we say, right, well, we've got to put him in there somewhere, just for his energy, whatever else. Uh, and, you know, he, he's the first one. And I think that's been something he's
3: established
2: over these three games. Yeah. He's listen, Mason Mount. I, I, I like him a lot. I mean, it, it, there is an element that that you know there is a Mason Mount bandwagon. He is a bit of a flavour of the month. It's okay saying will will he plays, but but who does he play instead of? I mean, who who misses out? Who misses out for Mason Mount? So let's assume that Southgate plays two holders, whether it be Rice and Jordan Henderson if fit, or Rice and Calvin Phillips if Henderson isn't fit. Which, listen, we all know it's okay saying what he shouldn't. And I, and, and I listened to phone ins on the long drive home last night and they're saying, no, oh, no, we need to sacrifice one of those holding midfielders. But we know what Gareth Southgate's like. It's a sort of irrelevant argument, really, because he'll play, if he does play the four, he'll play two holders in Rice and another. I say, if Jordan Henderson if fit, if not Phillips. And then you've got, um, and, and then who, who then misses out for Mason Mount? Is it Marcus Rashford? Who, who misses out? Is it Raheem Sterling? Which is clearly a no. You, you know, these are players, Sterling, Rashford, um, are players Greedish. that... Well, and this Greedish isn't in the team anyway at the moment, is he? No, but he's injured, he, Dunne, and I'll
3: tell you what, I'd be absolutely staggered if he doesn't... If he's fit come come the end of the season, I'd be staggered if he doesn't pick him in the squad. In the squad? Oh, yeah, I, th- I yeah. think he'll be in the then squad. Then the problem will come. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the game last night, I mean, it mm. was, it was <laughs> cliche or cliche, but... They played really well in the first half. They lost away a bit in the second half and they yeah. weren't really creating much, you know, and and that is a time of a game where you think, Well, if you can put Grealish on, it can just maybe do a flash of brilliance and open yeah. something up. But and I think if, if he picks if he takes Grealish to the Euros and you know, he doesn't start him, and we don't start well. There'll be such a clamour for yeah. him to pick Grealish in the starting eleven, and that something's got to give, hasn't it? It's, I, a great it's got to, give. to be in.
2: That's the whole point. I, I agree with, with Martin and his, um, you, you know, um, his assessment of Mount. You know, who, who's playing exceptionally at the moment, but someone has to has to go. You know, someone. I say, and Phil Foden. I mean, you know, do yeah. you get Foden in? So I think if you're saying you, you you're getting Mount in. Then you're pretty much saying that that one of you know Foden, Grealish, Sancho, Rashford, Rashford maybe is, is is not making that team, and and that's a big call. And listen, and, and that's why he's paid the big money, and that's why he's
1: got to make that call. And the reason why I think you need Mount there is I think he would make Grealish work. His energy pulls teams apart. So we have a running. Mount and Grealish in there as well. I think if you want <laughs> Grealish. You need players running around to create the sort of angles that Greedish yeah. can find, and that's what the, impressed me they were uh, this week. Like glo-
3: Globetrotters.
1: But how how are we getting Mount greedish in the squad? Who's missing you out play, for Mount greedish You lose a Rashford, you play Mount further forward. The other thing, you Mount play deeper as well. With that energy, he <laughs> can he can replace a Phillips or a. Rice and playing that deeper role because he's done that. But he won't do that, way. Matt. You, you, I, I mean, I, you, you, I, I, surely
2: you know that Southgate will not do that. You know, against Croatia on June the 13th, you know, he is playing, I, I mean, he, he's not going to sacrifice a Rice or a Henderson or a Phillips for a Mason Mounted Jack Graves or Phil Foden. He's, he's just not going to do that. Nothing, Nothing that he's done in the past will suggest that he'll take such a big gamble. You, you know, you need, and I actually thought that, I actually think that Rice and I, I think that Calvin Phillips actually. I feel a bit. I feel a bit for him um, over these last few days um, because you know Rice Declan Rice won man of the match again. I mean it, uh, I don't know if it's the sponsor's man of the match, but I saw a picture of him on Twitter with his man of the match award. That he he also won in Albania, and you know I looked at it last night and, and I thought that Calvin Phillips was every bit as effective as. Did Rice. You read my piece it? Was every bit as good? Is that what you know? You know what? I didn't I'm face our feelings. See, the to thing is, the steel stealing yes, the team, Jeremy. The listen, in the team. Listen, oh. mate. Forgive me. I got back at twenty past two this <laughs> morning, <laughs> and my first instinct wasn't, wasn't to go online and read your piece. Nor was it this morning when it was when, it was, when, when <laughs> I was when I when, was making the punt. Well, but,
0: the,
2: but De- go on. Declan yes, Declan Rice is
3: clearly being one of the standout players of the last three games, and he's guaranteed to start. Alongside him, Phillips, he does not you know, he's he's really grown as an international player. Absolutely, mate. I remember when um
2: this sounds like a great
3: piece, by the way. I'm in Copenhagen. I did a piece on him then and I absolutely slaughtered him and said this guy doesn't look he he looks short of being an international class player at that level. Yeah. He's actually proven me wrong. He's 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 matured into the role, he doesn't look phased by anything, does the dirty work, the stuff that you don't really take present on. And he's become a. He's definitely been in the squad, I think. I mean, well, I'm I, kind of I Henderson, doesn't
2: it? But I, I, again, it was. I, I do think you know you can read a lot into what Southgate says after game, and I do think it was significant that he that he did single Calvin yeah. Phillips out for particular praise yeah. last night, didn't he? I when mean, almost, it, right? I yeah. almost, almost unprompted, he, he sort of yes, single out for particular praise and, and and his family and everything like that. I mean, what's interesting is that is that someone like you know Rice and Mason Mount. You know, are are basically hogging the plaudits to a certain extent. It yeah. is obviously a coincidence that are London-based clubs. I mean, I, I mean, I would just you know throw. Oh, oh here here we oh, go! go. Still
1: <laughs> Mate, I
2: will just throw that out there: the 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 the, the deck and rights of West oh, Ham United. Obviously, 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 West Ham United not not ever known to be favoured by the um, national media. And we don't all right
0: for the new recorder, you
2: know. <laughs> <a> Mason <mention> Mount of <laughs> the Kensington of, Gazette of the beloved Ch- of Chelsea you know and latterly one of Frank's favourite songs you know which guarantees him um, good PR so I mean I well, just, you, uh, what, that to it's outside. made a coincidence yeah. that the kind of yeah. of, of humble league United pal,
3: you know uh, <laughs> might, might not get the, the that he deserves I thing he's done as well um, Kane is guaranteed to start and I think Sterling is guaranteed to start mm. I think we can safely yeah. assume that if they're both fit so that, that narrows down the opportunities and the yes. places in the team for the likes of Grealish, Foden, Rashford. I mean, mm. we're not, you know, I know we're not, we're not even talking in depth about Rashford, but when he's when he's on form, he is such a great player. Absolutely. Um,
0: Jeremy, I've got to pick you up on that, because if you are looking at at, at starting 11s there's no bigger fan of, of Rashford than me. My God.
3: God, he's been flogged this season, isn't he? This is the it. issue. This is the issue. I think this will cost him. Yeah. I think come come the, come the start of the tournament, he'll be in the squad. But he's clearly been playing through a couple of injuries. He's got a shoulder problem, which which I think needs needs an operation after the Euros. And he's clearly been nursing an ankle problem over the last few weeks. He plays. He's played so many games that I think he, he'll just be he'll just be knackered come the start of the tournament. I think it, it'll cost him his place in the England team. Mm, I'm he'll worried fi- about.
0: He'll that. He'll be fine.
2: I'm worried about. Letting
3: about letting I, I'm worried Rice about. Him in the every team. I think every England are better with in Rashford does.
0: in the team. I really think England are better with Rashford in the team. But you can oh. tell a mile off certain players who are close to the limit on yeah. kind of you know and sort of put almost into the red zone as we call it. And I think Rashford is. Whoa, yeah. I, I'm worried about Rashford because I so, think he's. In, I think he's integral to England's hopes, and I'm, I'm yeah. worried. Because I think England are so much better with Rashford in the team. So, Crossy, would you start
3: with Rashford, Kane and Sterling up front?
0: Well, I I would do if they were all, all, you know, on it. I mean, Kane is obvious. You know, and then Sterling, I think Sterling, I think, Sterling in these sure, last yeah. few games. I mean, I think he's Sterling's just played reminded. well the
3: last couple of games. Yeah.
0: Well he has. He was a bit over anxious, I thought, against San Marino. But actually yeah. I thought he played well in Albania. No, not everyone sort of kind of thought that, but I do do think he forced the issue. And he forced the issue in the first half last night. He's yeah. such a, such an important player for him You've got to
3: remember as well, he's no he the tournament he could have won four trophies for Man City. <laughs> Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, just imagine the confidence that I'll give a player like Yeah,
0: Absolutely. I mean, the only other thing, guys, is that basically, you know, we're talking about a front three and then you are talking about two holding players, if you like. You could always have one of those who, you know, one of those yeah. two players as a bit more expansive, you know, sort of kind of, you know, Southgate's touched on it, hasn't he, about Mount when he develops physically. Oh, he could be one of those two players. Or indeed, you know, you can then have the third player as your Dare I say, more luxurious, more cavalier player as a sort of a, as a, you know, as a mount or as a a phone or, you know, but we are in serious bother here for once for having too many players. I mean, they they won't, we've got a hell of a lot of it, you know, English talent in the Premier League. And the likes of James Madison is probably looking at it and going, I might not get it. I won't get it. You won't get it. No. I can't see no, it. No, 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 which is
2: amazing, frankly. I won't, yeah. And well, yeah, and even even his, I mean, all of the injury will probably prevent him. But even, even some like Harvey Barnes, you, you know, mm. it, it, it's it, it's going to be. Listen, we're, we're obviously assuming that everyone's fit, which obviously won't be the case. Mm. So you, you yeah. know, there will be opportunities because, unfortunately, people will get injured in a, in a in a busy end of the season. But but you're right. Okay. I mean, there's there are a wealth of options. You know, and young players who, who will miss out, you know, someone someone like Saka, for example, you know, looks as though probably he might miss out, whereas he would be such an enticing player to have in a tournament. Would anyone yeah. pick
3: Bellingham in the squad? I would. <laughs> I would.
2: The squad, it, it, Southgate did mention, didn't he? He did drop in. The, 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 there's an idea doing around that they might actually allow the squads to be increased. Um, because of uh, COVID. Um, and Southgate actually said he'd, he'd be against that, wouldn't he? But the way we're talking, we need the squad to be Increased to about fifty-eight. To
3: Jade and Sam show.
2: show. Just, just send them all in. Just, just pop, pop them all in. I, you know.
0: I yeah. just I've looked at Bellingham. He's progressing this season. He's gonna in, be a player you know, right? him playing in the Champions yeah. League. He's a generational talent, yeah. with Jeremy. Yeah. He's he's an absolute phenomenon.
3: Well he'll be the will will be, be, be our main midfielder only for, for the next mm-hmm. ten years, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, he I mean, can't, be yours, he's can't the next make it. If everyone's um, 31 tickets to the Euros. Which, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he will. I think he yeah. should. Yeah. I, think well, I, I, think I just think don't, don't, think, think, don't, think, think, don't think, think you can fit those number,
2: n- numbers yeah, in. Really, yeah, I really don't.
0: Anyway, we've had a good week. Okay. We, we've yes, had a good week. good week. But let's have a little look at Scotland and Wales mm. as well. Because, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> It, uh, I did watch the, a large chunk of the Wales game against the Czech Republic the other night. I mean, Gareth Bale there reminding of us of his quality. That cross for Dan James and the header was amazing. But Scotland as well. You know, Scotland, how, how do we feel, guys? Matt, Matt, what did you make of Scotland and their sort of kind of last few... You know last year, I mean, they're sort of kind of build up so far. Where, where are they, Scotland, right now? I mean, Faroes is difficult, but you I was know, it's, far, uh...
1: was, for a long time it was one nil. It seems it <laughs> seems that perhaps there's a match to watch on the BBC ticker, but but from Wembley last, it like, seems to be on one nil for a long time. Um, and you sort of fear for them then. Um, uh, four nil, I think that's what you'd expect. It's mm. uh, that standard result, it shows yeah. you can get the ball in the back of the net a few times, uh, which have been the problem. The the problem with Scotland has been always been the balance. They've got two of the best left backs in, in, in world football. And you know, the, the in world, world football. But I think Tierney's strong. Mm. Yeah, okay. Robertson to, certainly. Yeah. Robertson oh. certainly yeah. Tierney's not bad deficit, <laughs> so he's having to adjust that. But they're, they're hard to beat and and they showed against the Faroe Islands they can get the ball in the net. Um it looks like a project that's building at least which it has some direction so um you sort of hopeful that that you know they, they will be will be decent and uh, yeah it'll be an interesting one uh, as long as they're not too decent because they're going to mucking up our summer so uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah i mean they're not quite there yet but but there'll be a team that you need to need to find a way past because if you remember the last qualifiers you know, uh, that mm. two-all
0: draw, you know, another one of those, if they're up for it, it'd be good. I'm, I'm glad that
1: game's at Wembley. Let's put it
2: that way. Yeah, Lee Griffiths, wow. Those yeah. Nice. Oh, I didn't know yeah. it. I mean... Well, uh, that, that was... Uh, you know what? I, I, I did a, um, a a piece for, for, for Monday's Mirror out on, um, on that game. Uh, yeah, and it was just... You forget what a remarkable game that was. You, you know, I, I remember... I remember Oxlade-Chamberlain obviously scored for England about the, I don't know, midway through the second half. And then it looked like pretty much a cruise. Then two goals from the, there was two set pieces from Lee Griffiths. I just remember, I remember Joe Hart just pretty much watching them go in and, and it was just surreal. And I remember, I remember the guys, just bear in mind it was like, you know, 88th and 90th minutes or whatever it was. And I remember the the, the, the fans in front of the press box turning around and, and celebrating, you, you know, and 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 literally jumped up and down, jigging up and down. They were, they were singing, like, you know, they were walking 500 miles and 500 more and, <laughs> and whatever. And Harry Kane equalises, if you remember. It was a great goal as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, was, it was a cross right.
3: from... Was okay, it a back it,
2: post finish, wasn't it? I think it might. I don't know. Yeah, it's a back post finish. Yeah. Someone came on a sub and I can't remember who crossed it. But these these people, these guys, I didn't even notice really the K and equalised. <laughs> they were just having the biggest party. It was the most surreal few minutes. I still you still know, think I mean, it was the, 2 real, 1. The roar was just incredible. You still think it was 2 1. It was, was it good game. Oh, it was proper game. I remember there was great pictures of whiskey bottles being thrown onto. I'm not saying that's great and I don't condone any of that <laughs> behaviour, but it was just one of the a, a seminal picture, wasn't it? But going back to Scotland, I, I, I really think. There, there, the, the, there is big improvement there, and 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 I do think. not okay, they've drawn a couple of games that they might have hoped to win. However, and listen, four nil against the Faroe Islands is is the equivalent of a five nil against San Marino, like you know, mm. like England produced, isn't it really? Um, so I actually think they are really, really well organized at the moment. I really do. I, I think. I think they're developing. I think they're getting a bit of confidence. And listen, they will be absolutely relishing the challenge ahead of them at the Euros. Um, and and, and I, I think they will be. I, think, I mean, formidable might be too strong a word, but hey, listen. I, I wouldn't. England will be favourites. However, you know, I think that they'll they'll um, they'll be they'll raise their game as will Wales at these Euros. We, we, we know we know the the strength of feeling within that Well squad, you know, harnessed mainly by, by, by Gareth Bale. We all know that's number one on his, on his famous flagged list of priorities, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um With spares last, it seems, but um it's, it, 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 it's, I so. you know, and we'll know another. but, but I, I do think that, I do think that both the home nations, um in addition to England, I mean, the three home nations will be up for it. And I, and I do think that you'll see, a Scotland that is much improved from when we we, we mm. all probably last saw them live and I think should be underestimated at your peril.
1: The
3: thing yeah. is well, Crossy, you got to, with respect to nations like mm. Scotland and Wales, the European Championships like their World Cup in, in effect, isn't it? Because they really struggle to qualify yes. for World Cups. Mm. So getting to a euro is, is respect to
0: them, but showing them no respect yeah, whatsoever. Exactly.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But well yeah. Don't, when did Scotland last qualify for a World Cup? Mm. <laughs> you don't do it yeah do it. Well, you know. so the euros is pretty much the the, the the peak of their limits so you know it's it's the, it's the highlight for their, those players in their careers playing at a major championships a European championship and if you wanted one game well, I'd fish a bit a Scotland game wouldn't they? but yeah, they' teasing
0: you. I'm teasing really I tell you though the other thing that you know the other bit of the game that I have on Saturday that was Republic of Ireland I mean blind. yeah
3: wow. uh, They're not not
0: great, are they? That that's a real worry for the next few years because the the squad is now is now so weak. So it's it's, it's such a worry because even Wales, no, and Wales have kind of got this gen, you know, sort of generation which is aging, but it feels as if they're very very well set up. Yes, and then basically, you know, obviously Page standing in at the moment, but basically he's then organised the team so they're. You know, at least disciplined, know their roles, and he gets something out of each player, and they're very efficient with with, with that regard. But Ireland have a, a, a gone back, a lightning lack
3: of Four course, or five
0: years, yeah, yeah, absolutely, they have. So it's a well Listen, guys, let's let's look at the you know uh, Premier League uh, return this weekend, and bombshell news this, this 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 week really, Sergio Aguero, one of the absolute unquestionable greats of the Premier League era. You know, guys who who would who would like to who would like to go first on paying tribute because he absolutely de- deserves the, the statue and every word that's said about him in my view.
3: Yeah, look, the, <laughs> we've seen him play for a decade at City. For me, he's up there with Henri and probably Shearer as the three greatest strikers to, to play in the Premier League era. Who's the greatest? Look, that's a that's a debate, an endless debate you'd have down the pub, isn't it? If you could go to the pub. Um, but no, what what's always impressed me about Aguero is he's been all about the game and the goals. You know, he's not been a flash Harry. He's not been one of these guys who makes headlines for the wrong reason. He's been a really dedicated footballer to his craft and he's been a wonderful player. And, you know, it's just a shame that we're going to see him in his last season at, in English football, just really a shadow of his former self because he's had such a mm. bad luck with injuries. Mm. He's hardly played. I think he's scored three goals all season. So... You know, I hope that he can he can he can make a real difference to the city team in the last few months of the season. Look, he could end up winning four trophies. Mm. For me, a fit, the most fitting finale would be if they could somehow win the Champions League mm. for him at the end of the season, which to me would elevate him above Company and Silva as their greatest ever player. Because obviously, those two never won the Champions League. So yeah, it's just I just found the timing of it strange how they would announce it. You know in just a strange time to announce that he was going to be leaving I just wonder you know it came late on the night it came after 8 o'clock and it was there was no warning it was going to come and you just think hmm, that's a bit weird we all probably knew he was going to leave but um I just think it's odd how they announced it it just makes me wonder if he's forced their hand a bit you know because I think he was hoping that they might offer him a, a new maybe went a one year extension in the wow. prepared to do that so I wonder if he's forced their hand and said well if I'm not going to be staying that's Let's make it public, then I can I can you know crack on with what's left of the season and there's no more distractions. So, but yeah, look, a wonderful player, one of the greats. Um, and I've interviewed him a couple of times. And he's, he's, a, he's a decent bloke too. He's pretty he's a pretty humble bloke. So, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll be he'll be sorely missed in the English game. Andy,
0: where does he rate a great, amongst the greats?
2: Um, I mean, he, he's up there as, as one of the very best strikers in 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 English club football, you know, I, I won't talk Premier League because football didn't start in 1990. Where does he race alongside Jimmy Greaves? Where does he race alongside Dixie Dean? You know, where does, where does he race alongside the great strikers of all time? He's he, he's up there, isn't he? You know, what's interesting, actually, yeah, and listen, you can't address me what he's done. The city's been fantastic, obviously, as that goes without saying. I mean, interestingly enough, I mean, when Jeremy says they, you know, he's interviewed him a couple of times. Well, you know, not many people have, have they? I mean, let's face it, He's kept a low profile for ten years, hasn't he? I and mean, he's never been one to court the media. And you know, I just on listen, listen. It goes without saying I, anything I say is, it, it, is, you know, he's he's been great. He's been great for Manchester City. There's no no question about that. Um, and you know, deserves to have a statue alongside however many other statues of how many players they've got nowadays. It seems to be the in thing. Um, but interestingly, he, he was never ever near, never close to winning the Football Writers' Football of the Year.
3: I mean, I mean, I, mean I
2: mean, Not only did he just not win it, he was never close to winning it. You know, obviously, yeah. I was, I, I was, I was involved with the Football Rights so Association. Still, I blame you. I, as you are, well, this is that I only get one vote. I mean, contrary <laughs> to popular belief, even when I was chairman, I only got one vote. I made sure that was a vote, the winning vote, by the way. But you know, <laughs> no, no, seriously, he, he, you know, we never did. I mean, he, he was never close in the list of you know when when the votes were uh, collected. Mm. he go through them and, and Aguero wasn't getting any votes. Well, and, and listen, me, listen. Yeah. by the no. way, he, he never won a PFA award either. You know? uh, he only, he, he he uh, only made uh, um,
3: one team of sorry. the year as well. Yeah, he's mm. only been named yes. one Premier League team of the year in a decade.
1: the announcement, <laughs> perhaps it answers Jeremy's question. The announcement came out, I noticed, the same night as the email went round <laughs> for voting for the FWA Awards. Perhaps he's, yes. perhaps Rem- he's making a late bid
2: but yes <laughs> I'm afraid oh, I wish he, I could say that the
0: FWA
1: was that calculated
2: pal <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, I, I, no, I don't think Aguero has been that
1: calculated yes uh, so
2: he, 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 he's maybe. definitely not getting it um, this season no listen listen. in, in the whole you know it, it, it does put into perspective that we, we tend only to think of Premier League strikers so if we're going to do that then then he's up there isn't he you know in, in, in the top two, three or whatever um, and what he's done for City will go down as one of the one of their greatest ever players, as will as will Colin Bell, um, you know, as as will David Silva, um, as will Yaya Toure um, um and other such players. So so yeah, I mean it goes on to say he's been fantastic. Obviously, talk now what they will now do, because that now leaves them at the end of the season, in theory, with only one bona fide striker. And some people, obviously, well, a lot of people still have doubts about that particular bona fide striker in Gabriel Jesus. So, obviously, thoughts turn now towards what they're going to do when Aguero goes.
0: Yeah, Matt, I, I, just to throw to you, I can't help but thinking that, that maybe, just maybe, there might be an element here that that wasn't Monday's announcement because of the pursuit of uh, Erling Haaland? Does, is that another, you know, is that another suspicion that basically is, you know, here we go, Alan Chamberlain, great minds yeah. think alike. You see, I think they've announced it to potentially entice Haaland into signing for them. And who can blame them? With Sergio Aguero out of the way, a position needs to be filled. Is is there that element there? I mean, Haaland is without question the hottest property in Europe. Is Is you know are they thinking along those lines pal I
1: mean, undoubtedly it suits City doesn't it for that not mm. that to be made public, and it suits City for them not to be seen as the ones ushering him out of the door because he has been a great servant for them so it's win-win for them yeah Harland's bound to is definitely bound to send a message uh, whether it's to Harland's you know Harry Kane situation has been very wobbly this week um it, it's, it basically says there's, there's a vacancy there and they're not going to go for anyone who they don't see as the best striker to replace him. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a strong it's a strong gambit. It's saying basically, you know, to any strikers, because Aguero has always been a problem uh, for them recruiting players because of his presence there ahead of anybody over the last few years. And now that's gone. And it says, you know, there's a chance to come and play for a team that's arguably the best team in Europe. Certainly, the best team in the uh, Premier League. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure sure, Mr Harland will would have would have heard that loud and clear.
3: cross it'll be interesting to see how this pans out this summer now because this will be the main story for the next mm. four, three or four months. City's mm. pursuit of Harland, who will really he choose to sign for? Look, he'll have the pick of any club in Europe he wants to go to. The issue is there aren't that many clubs in Europe that can afford him we're now living in a in a post-pandemic transfer market where clubs are very reticent to spend a lot of money. Mm. It's slightly unique in the situation with City because obviously they're owned by a billionaire who has bottomless pockets of cash. So, look, he will, if he leaves Dortmund, which I'm sure he will, he will leave for a staggering amount of money. It, the question mm. is, are City prepared to pay what they will have to get him? And it's going to be way over £100 million. And if you look at City's transfer dealings, for all the billions they've spent on players down the years, the record signing remains Ruben Diaz, a defender, for 62 million. They're mm. going to have to pay more than double that to get Haaland. So it'll be out of the box move for City. But he's 20 years old. If they have to pay 130, 140 million for him, they'll get 10 years mm. out of it. Uh, It'd be interesting to see what they do.
2: It'll be interesting yeah. to see. You're Dad. But interested in the, the the dynamics of the deal. I mean, are we led to believe that if they wait a year or at the end of this year, there is some some get-out figure with Dortmund? I mean, I'm I'm not sure. You know, maybe, maybe there is. Maybe that's why they might be confident of getting him. That maybe they might not have to pay that that fee. But if it becomes a bidding war, as you say, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be mega, isn't it? You know, if someone else comes into it because they're not going to have the field to themselves. I mean, if if United, even if there is some sort of figure that Dortmund are compelled to accept, that's only the the base point starting, and mm. you know that's only the starting point. So let's just say I, I don't I don't know what the figure might be, but whatever that figure is, it started that, and then it would be remiss of someone like, in particular, Manchester United, to give City a free runner Haaland. You know, they'd have to throw more money at it, you would yeah. think. Yeah. And why on uh, earth would
0: Haaland go to United over City? Yeah, that's the it's thing.
2: Manchester United, that's why. Because it, 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 it's a huge club and, you know, it's a fantastic institution. It gets 70,000 people through the gate every home game. It would get 90,000 people through the gate if they could build the stadium big enough or 100,000 if could build it even bigger. It's the most recognisable global brand. Uh, and don't forget how important that is in terms of individual commercial uh, dealings. As Richard Arnold and Edward Wood will tell us, it's got um, the most TikTok, whatever that is, um, numbers. It's got more Instagram <laughs> followers than anyone else. It's got Twitter followers coming out. You've got to get years. into
0: your TikTok, pal. It's, well, <laughs> yeah,
2: mate, TikTok, the clock is ticking, I can tell you that. But... Um, <laughs> um, but but it's got all these things john that, that's the thing you know when people say why manchester united well i mean how how long have you got why manchester united just because they haven't won anything um, significant in, in the last couple of seasons doesn't take away that they are a huge club and when you are deciding and and, and also there is the challenge imagine if you go to united and you make them premier league champions yep, yep, imagine if you point. go to united and yeah. you make them you win them another champions league as as, as jürgen klopp once said you know he wants players not who were coming to jump on a bus that is already, you know, um, sort of motoring towards its destination. He wants players who were going to come along and push the bus, um, which is what he said when asked if, 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 long time ago, if players wouldn't come to the club because they didn't have Champions League football that particular season. Mm. So there are many reasons why Haaland will go to Manchester United. As well.
3: What's interesting about the Haaland situation is how, how long has he been at Dortmund? Two seasons. Yeah. Mm. So they signed him from Leipzig for what seven, seventeen million. Mm. It's when you look at how cheap he, he was when he went to Dortmund and how much he's progressed, but it was no secret he was going to be a sensational wow. player when Dortmund signed him. Why have the likes of United or City, in particular, when they know Aguero is coming towards the end of his time, mm. where's the forward planning now? Why have they not said, right, let's sign Harland mm. for seventeen million and hopefully touch what would, what, he will go on to yeah. become. The natural success to Sergio Aguero, we got him for seventeen million quid. Why is he? Why is he ended up at Dortmund, not not a big English team? When he when he left Leipzig, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, it was interesting I really see, missed trick
3: there. Well, it was
0: interesting to see. You, you know, Mina Riola, I think addressed that this this week. You know, did he really need to kind of you know make that kind of career yeah. step? Yeah. You know, which was yeah. placing him at Dortmund effectively. You know, I mean, I, I have to say, I, th- I think, yes, he did, actually. Because if he came to England, imagine if he'd come to Man United. We, we talk about, of course, he would have played. But would he have played as much? I'm not so sure. Yeah. Dortmund well, they, are so good at giving young players their chance.
2: They, 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 they're also not a small club, are they? I mean, Dortmund are a big club. No. So, so we've, all been, we've, all, we've all been acclaiming Jude Bellingham um, earlier on in the show. So how did Jude Bellingham ha- end, end up at Dortmund? How did James Sancho end up at
0: Dortmund? Well, Jude Bellingham yeah. had a straight choice, Man United Something there. Or, or, or or Dortmund. It was a straight choice. The thing is, though, 50 they 50. don't stay there. Though, do why has he chosen? No, no.
3: They go there and they'll let they'll, the they'll go that's there. that's fine. But that's they're a stepping stone to, to bigger and better things. I know that's but but they make themselves a very finals, very successful
0: club doing that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. very, you know, super, you know, yeah. sense behind it, or you know, not doing great so well um this, this year, you know. So um, you know, but there you go.
1: So the
3: thing is City have got a very small pool to choose from when it comes to either replacing an absolute legend There's someone who probably yep. You can't replace because he's the record goal scorer and his record probably won't ever be, you know, superseded. So um, you're looking at Haaland or Harry Kane. That's, that's mm. basically it. So you've got to sign one of those two players. Although you could say, if you wanted to be mischievous, they've actually keeps yeah. saying Aguero for how wonderful he is and he's irreplaceable. They've done all right without him this season. <laughs>
2: well, exactly, yeah. Yeah. and and, well,
3: like- and he won't have contributed much at all.
2: Exactly, right. and, and 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 you know, I mean, as I say, I mean, just such a brilliant finisher, just a brilliant player, scorer of of, of that goal. I mean, and for all, as you say, they've done all right without him. And When he's come on this season, you know, harsh as it sounds, when he's come on, he, he has looked quite significantly off the pace. That's not yeah. his fault. It's because he's been been injured. And obviously injuries take a, lot, a longer time to get over. He's always one of these players who, who's needed to get back up to match fitness and it's taken a it time. But let's face it, we've seen him Jeremy, and, 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 and he has looked, you know, off the pace, hasn't he? So it, yeah. it's it's not as though Pep has this way of playing that, that doesn't necessarily demand that maybe... I, I totally agree. And I think you will look at Harland or Kane, but... It doesn't totally demand the use of a, a conventional striker, does it? It's just yeah. not conventional. You know, no. he, he played the Bruyne through the middle, Mares through the middle, Sterling through the middle. Well, they got you goals
3: mean. from various sources,
0: haven't well, they? The exa- ex- exactly. Yeah, I, I just got distracted then by an amazing text that suddenly sort of Arsenal yeah. yeah. right right
1: in Ireland. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, Alfie Inga. <laughs>
0: Arsene, Arsene Wenger taking over at Newcastle, but we'll, we'll leave that when we see it. All <laughs> oh, right.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Please,
0: please don't interrupt the show with text like that, if you don't mind. Um, anyway, I uh, um, uh, it, now speaking about speculation doubts over one top class striker. Let's move on to another. Mo Salah. Okay. Now he's making a habit of this, isn't he? basically fluttering his eyelids um, at the sort of kind of in the, in the Spanish press at the sort of Spanish superpowers clearly it's ahead of Liverpool Real Madrid next week but the um, you know I mean it does beg the question doesn't it? it Liverpool's season has been so turbulent so unpredictable I mean where do we see any doubt over where Salah is next season does he definitely stay at Anfield or is it time for, for maybe Liverpool to to look to break things up? Do they need to move on, that? What do you think?
1: Um, I think there might be a temptation to do that yeah. because at the moment, that, well, that front three just haven't been that same front three as they were a year ago. Whatever the, the chemistry is or whatever it is that has been missing, uh, the, the goals haven't rattled in in the same way. Uh, and it perhaps it does need something to vary it up and chop and change it a bit. Um, we've got Jota there who's come in and uh, and try to sort of uh, yeah, had he been fit, might have been slightly different, might have refreshed it a bit. But but it is a strange one because you're relying on someone on the left to score all the goals. It's it's a very particular system uh, that relies on the players filling it well because you know it isn't really standard. There aren't like for like people to slot in. Um, you know, so I, I don't think so. has been quite so. Uh, Unstoppable. Uh, when he when he's been brilliant, he's been incredible, uh, and I don't. Th- I think he's been a level or two off that this season. He's got twenty
3: five goals still this season.
1: But even so, it's it doesn't seem the same. He's missed more than you'd expect him yeah. to, as well as a couple of times uh, you know, he's he always batted about, and he hasn't. And it was that kind of relentlessness that that, that, that drove Liverpool to the title uh, the inf- uh, last year, and that, that's not there anymore. And whether that's because he's hungry for a new challenge or what it is. I don't know. Um a new contract. Yeah. Or a new contract, which always helps. You know, it's that. And footballers always measure themselves, if not by goals, by the amount they earn. And and if they feel that other people are, are, are doing better than them, they want a bit more money. They don't need it. Of course they don't. But, but it is, it's a kind of an ego thing. Uh, and if Salah feels that he's being shortchanged, that, that, that's going to affect his form. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, the problem he's got is he's, if he is genuinely getting itchy feet he's getting itchy feet the worst possible time because nobody on the continent has got, got any money anymore uh, and that's going to be the, the the sort of I think this is why Harry Kane's being a very sort of cagey about his future at the moment because I, I don't know where he gets this dream multi-multi-multi-million deal from to be honest outside of the Premier League um, mm. uh, and that's something <laughs> that he's not a, mm. a fancy and similarly for Liverpool you know, where, where do they sell him to? Uh, and I think it'd be interesting to know how many people are willing to put the sort of money Liverpool would expect to get for him up to, to sign him. Uh, and I think it's one of those, uh, there'll be a lot of lot of noise this summer and mm. perhaps not quite so much activities. Certainly, some of the strikers hope. I,
2: I, I, I think that, that, that's absolutely the key. You, you know, is it working? Listen, first of all, I, I wouldn't blame... Mohamed Salah, if he wanted to go and play in the Liga, you know, I like I like it when players want a new challenge, or you know, and, and if, if I was a player, I'd you know, I'd be tempted to think, you know, what I'd, I'd quite like to go and play in in, mm. in the Bernabeo or in or in the New Camp. You know, I, I, it, it's a life experience, isn't it? You know, and if you've got no no absolute sort of ingrained affiliation to an employer in the way that, say, Stephen Gerrard had to Liverpool. Um, You know, Salah hasn't got that. You know, he loves the club. I'm sure because you know he's, he's thoroughly enjoyed his time there and is enjoying his time there. But he's got no, he's got it's not it's not by by dint of birth or by you know being brought up there. And if he you know he's experienced life in in Syria, he's he's now you know he's obviously had two spells now in the Premier League. And if he wants to go and play, you know, imagine playing in in the White of Real Madrid or. Or, or, or the colours of Barcelona. It, it, it's a great life experience. So, And yes, and a lot of money. So I would not blame him at all. And I don't think, you know, I, I don't think you can blame any player for wanting to do that. But exactly what Matt says, they are probably the only two clubs really. He can go, isn't he? You, you know, mm. assuming he doesn't move within the Premier League, where, where else is he going to go? And now what will happen, if you look at it from the outside, you think, well, how can Barcelona and Real Madrid in their current financial state, you know, you saw the Barcelona accounts recently. You know, how, how can they afford um, the transfer fee and the wages that someone like Salah would command? But you know what? I suspect somehow they probably will one day. They'll they'll find a way. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm no economic expert, and so, um, certainly not on on those two clubs, but. You know, they will find a way now. Whether they'll spend that money on Salah, I don't know. But I understand why you would say, "Listen, I quite fancy the idea of a couple of years there. No problem at all with that." The key is, can they come up with the money to get him? You would think, in this day and age, no. But then, then again, I didn't think the Premier League clubs would spend 270 million pounds on agents last year. So, you know, who knows whether or not Barcelona will find the money? But uh, I mean, Real it, if you
3: if you were Barcelona, would you would you? For example, if you're looking at signing a new new forward, you could get Aguero for nothing. I, oh mate, yeah, you just took the words. Oh, you could pay 100 million for Salah, who's got two years left on his contract at yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, I'd say brain, not it? I'd you'd certainly think the Barcelona would
2: say to Aguero, you know, come on a free and and, and link up with Messi, wouldn't you? And
3: the problem is, Crossy, oh. you now is the timing of um, Salah's comments. Although his an- answers were ambiguous, slightly, but yeah, he clearly he's stirring the pot ahead of a game against Real Madrid next week. Klopp's mm. just been sat there shaking his head to his nose between now and that game, and probably in the game, the game after that, the second leg. The press conference is just going to get bombarded with questions about Salah and does he want to go to Spain. It's an absolute nightmare for <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh,
0: you know, it's... Uh,
3: <coughs> absolutely. It's, it's,
0: it's, you know, it's a, it's a really... Um, Teasing one, I, I, you know, it's great fun, isn't it? When players, you know, do this sort of thing, but it, it, is, it is a nightmare. Alan Chamber, our friend, has been back in touch actually saying that basically you are assuming Liverpool agree the sale, which I don't think we are, Alan, but um, basically, well, which I doubt very much. But you know, he, yeah, he's, he's, he, he, you know, you're right, Alan. I doubt, I doubt it in, in, in many ways, but, but there has to come a point yeah, when it works for Liverpool, yeah, That's exactly. The point. Exactly. If he you know, works for Liverpool this summer, then I think Andy, you're right. You know,
2: they've yeah.
3: done it before, and I would swear the yeah, players like that. Yeah, well, I mean, you they, they definitely you wanted away,
2: on, Jeremy, on. didn't they? You, you know, the, the, those players actually, you know, physically agitated um for a move. I and made it clear they really, really wanted to go. I mean, Salah, mm-hmm. as you said, has been a bit ambiguous. He's asked, you know, yeah. Do you yeah. could ever see yourself fancy in Spain. Yeah, they can't. I mean, like you know, it's hardly the fact he's is given it, that interview though, Danny. Well, I mean, then this, yeah. we can't, we can't, we can't sit here and have a go at players for Ancients. Not be a go, can we? I'm not be I mean? a go. Shock, like, you know, what, in we what, in what question, bit of my statement
0: are you thinking I'm having a go at a player? You're seeing see him giving interview? the interview. Yeah, I'm not having a go at him, not at all. Oh, so, sorry, I remember... Uh, no, not at all, I there, think he's great. I'm a some stories, thanks <laughs> <Exactly>. very much. Exactly, <laughs> someone's coming in to take you away there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Thank you very yeah. much, my assistant. But, uh, uh, with, Alan's, um, <laughs> with,
2: with Alan's point about we're assuming Liverpool agree to sail, um, I guess we're not assuming that, but there will come a time, A, if, if he clearly is a bit more... Um, Affirmative in in his interviews about wanting to go, they will have to consider it. And secondly, you know, there is going to be a rethink after this season, isn't it? Listen, if Liverpool don't win the Champions League and end this and and end the season outside the top four, there is going to be a rethink of Liverpool. And part of that rethink clearly is going to be um, whether or not the the, uh, the 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 most formidable attacking trio of recent years in Mane, Firmino and Salah is, I wouldn't say, you know, passed as as a as its purpose, but mm. whether or not it should be dismantled, whether or not it can be improved, whether or not um, it needs changing. And Klopp will have to sit down and think that. And, and, and if you're getting money for Salah and change, I, I personally wouldn't. I mean, I, I think he's been, of the three, for example, I think he's been the best this season. Yeah, um, he's I do still the most
3: influential player isn't
2: he he is he is but then but then you know did he, you know, when, when he was um, when he was taken off the yeah, other
3: I day I thought it he went to the game it. when he was hauled off quite early that's a that's not it was against was Chelsea wasn't it that was yeah. it yeah
2: what's was not it game against Chelsea don't like you, that you, you, what him being taken off
0: no no or him kicking the water bottles yeah didn't like his reaction well, I mean... No, listen, I liked it. All right, I'll redress that. Just I loved it. I'll Keep this. you happy, I'll you keep happy, me happy. Of That's course terrible. I liked it, because obviously it's a good story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brackets, brackets, I think, from fact, a team put ethic the point of view, down it's a poor yeah. look. Okay, okay.
1: We put okay, just just, that. To, hey, to, just to,
0: to decide for the two.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I just misunderstood there. But um, that was,
3: was it against Chelsea? I think it was, wasn't I think yeah.
2: It might have been. I can't, I can't remember. But they were certainly chasing the game. They needed goals and they didn't. They were chasing the game. They needed goals. And, you know,
0: you takes Do you know lot. what that so, said you know, to me that day? That said to me that Klopp's given up on this game, on that game. On that uh, game in particular, yeah, yes. I think I th- didn't they have Fulham the following? The game? I can't remember. Me I think it was, it was the Chelsea I think it game, was, yeah. and it was on a yeah. Thursday night. And I think he thought, "Do you know what? We're not going to get back into this game. I'll save the big gun mm, for the weekend." <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's been that crazy a season that I yeah, honestly right. think that might have been in his mind. Listen, guys, let's yeah. let's also look forward to the Premier League returning to action. <laughs> look, yes. I do think that maybe the standout game is Man City at Leicester. You know that that is another big opportunity for 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 man City to kind of even drive drive a further wedge isn't it between them mm. and themselves and the chasing pack. What other games, you know, let's have a look at that, but, you know, and sort of what other games catch your eye? Arsenal, Liverpool, you know, Saturday Saturday night, isn't it? But mid-table clash. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: am going to say, under normal circumstances, that would be the game in a
0: weekend. But it's, went, oh, yeah, I won't be allowed to watch that in our yeah. house is, Saturday night. I can't really argue, can I? Is Newcastle it, um, Spurs is a
3: big Yeah, uh, yes. I've
0: got those list in front of
2: Newcastle Spurs is a cracker, isn't it? Huge isn't game me? for I mean, both teams, know? though. I mean, I mean huge for both teams. If I'm, I mean, I mean, I mean... <laughs> Oh, Bruce keeps surviving. I mean, the pelts he's getting every week, Bruce, week in, week out. I mean, it is just relentless. Definitely. It, it,
0: yeah, it'll be on his it is honest just way to yeah. make, for Arsene fingers. Yeah, really oh, well, yeah. no, I'm joking, I'm joking. You know, but <laughs> it, it is relentless, isn't it? Isn't it? You know, and strange
2: enough, it, it's funny from our industry, you know, where you go, because it's quite clear that the media, who, who are far more knowledgeable about Newcastle than we we are, i.e., see them week in, week out, have to put up with the football week in, week out, have reached their wit's end. And and, and you know, it, it was so emphatic um after the defeat uh, at Brighton, um, where, where, where they where they come out and they actually say, you know, once and for all, right, once and for all, Bruce must go, right, and that was it. Yep. You know, there was no, there was no, n- n- no. As if there has been any sugar it, this was it. It, it. it was like, so where do you go? You've been, right, you do, you thing, right, this is it. Once and for all, Steve Bruce must go. And he hasn't gone. So now where do we go from here? Like, you know, Steve Bruce must go again. And, and, and where do you go from here? So I've never known a manager be under this amount of pressure from fans, from the media, from pundits, yet... We all know that he's not going. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's that strange sort of juxtaposition of, of 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 yes, he's under massive pressure, but we all know that Mike Ashley's not going to sack him. So that's an incredible, you know, incredibly interesting situation. And of course, Spares. I mean, it's it just a huge story. If, if, if I'm if I'm Jose Marino, Daniel Levy, and Spares this weekend, I'm thinking like you know, for the last the last couple of weeks, I mean, the only subject has been you know, when, how is Harry Kane leaving Tottenham? As though there's some sort of, you know, some sort of Mickey Mouse club that Kane needs to get out of. And, I, and I'd be absolutely furious if I was spares. I'm looking to, to to remind everyone that, you know, we're actually a big club. You know, we mm-hmm. are actually a big club. Um, and Harry Kane, for example, is lucky to be at this club as much as we're lucky to have them. And I think that, it, it, that, that, that would be the sort of, Attitude that I think Spurs should be taken to all the cross here. Do you think
3: Kane will be at Spurs next season?
0: Yeah, I do, yeah. Oh. yeah. I. There's no doubt in my mind, in fact, because he signed for six years and he'll have three yes. years left in the summer. The notion that Harry Kane, you know, listen, Harry Kane might be slightly frustrated or, you know, slightly disaffected with things, but the notion that Harry Kane would go in and demand a transfer, I just don't, I can't see it. I just don't think he's that sort of person. I like that in, in, in him in many ways, in the basic that's loyalty. A
3: well, I don't really. do they have to be I, more selfish and think about himself? Well, you
0: know, maybe, but not everyone's cut from the same cloth. And I just think, you know, it's, if if he stays at Spurs for life and maybe they pick up another trophy, Spurs fans can go around and sort of basically say, you know, Lord him as one of the most loyal and best players that, if not the very best they've ever
3: had. Doesn't and he want to sit, think- sit down when he retires and have a load of trophies to, to, to Of course he to, does. To of course he gets.
0: does. <laughs> of course he does. He's three, three points though from the Champions League places. It's in the a huge part, game for the Tottenhamers because he says this is... Oh, yes. forget <laughs> it. Oh,
3: absolutely forget it. they, they
0: slow, were
3: they were out of the top four on a few weeks ago. Now they're right on the fringes again. Of
0: course, you know, and that's the thing. And if they do win their first trophy in thirteen years, it's, Jose Mourinho will be going. Well,
3: you know, <laughs> big if though.
0: It is, of course, it is a big if because they're they're up against the best team in Europe right now at Wembley. I mean, come on, it's it's a huge if. But I just think that you know, with, with Kane. I think Kane's fantastic. What a what a player, what an ambassador. He's so important to club and country. He's fantastic. But he's got three years left. Daniel Levy is notoriously difficult to deal with. Notion that he'll just roll over and go so go on. Anyone that will pay a hundred million quid, you can have him. I mean he's he's, he's fanciful, ludicrous beyond belief. It'd be worth
3: more than that. Eh? Wouldn't he be worth more than that?
0: Well, you would think so, but that you know, one hundred and twenty seems the the familiar figure. But uh, you know that people, you know, keep writing. I don't know quite. You know, I'm not doubting those stories written by really good journalists, but uh, by the same token, they're also good journalists that know Daniel Levy. Yeah, (laughs) and I just think Daniel. I mean, he might leave it till he might have a bigger decision to make in twenty twenty two. When basically you'll have two years left, and then then you reach a you know a point in time. But we forget that he's 28 this summer, he'll be 29 next summer. How much would he then be worth with two years left as a 29 year old who's got a recent history of injury? I mean, sorry, but this isn't this isn't playing out well for Harry Kane. I think he probably signed for one year too long. Um, and then basically, but you know, surprise, surprise, it is working out well for, for Daniel Levy because he's holding all the aces and that's what Levy does. So, uh, sorry, I've preached. <laughs> oh, no, that's no, good part. No, My I think, call on you know, tomorrow. Well, <laughs> I, just think, I just think, you know, Harry Kane is absolutely fantastic. Having the season of his life, the club and country, his goal return, his assist return, unrivaled in Europe mm. as an individual. We talk about Erling Haaland. Of course, Erling Haaland is the future. But Harry Kane, as an individual, listen, you know, we, we'll be asked soon for our player of the year. And kind of, you know, my natural instinct is to go to Ruben Diaz with Man City because the difference that he's made to the best team in the country. But if you were talking as a pure individual, you couldn't half make a hell of a case for Harry Kane mm. to be player of the year. It's, it's the season of his life. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's You're all gone quiet. I've driven, I've driven you yeah. into, into submission here, but <laughs> anyway, l- listen, guys. Let's let's we um, we we're, we're going to go on to an end finally now to finish yeah. the show because uh, uh, I don't want to drag you down with my son But um, since the announcement that he is leaving. This is Andy, and uh, Andy. Andy Dunn must have the best anecdote. I, I, I know the best anecdote ever because no. he wrote. He wrote the and finally cue uh, since the announcement that he's leaving the Etihad. Sergio Aguero, we've, we've seen that ninety three twenty a million times. Aguero and drink this in. I mean the Martin Tyler commentary oh. off the cup is 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 genius and shows just what, you know, unbelievable talent these commentators have. And Martin Tyler is is incredible at it. But let's have a look at your, what's your favourite late or most memorable late drama experiences, guys?
3: The most memorable. In, I wasn't there, but if you the one that always springs to mind is the Man United, isn't it? But in, in the new camp, what well, I mean, I wasn't at that game, and thank God I wasn't because that one must have been horrific. You know, two goals in injury time to win the European Cup. I was at a. I don't know if it was. At, were you? Were you at City's Dunny when Aguero scored that goal? No. So I was at that game. I don't know. you It was. Funny. It was the most bizarre experience I've ever had in a press box because. It literally was the last kick of the game. Yeah. You had the TV monitors showing Fergie up at Sunderland, the reaction. There were there were red-favoring Man United supporting members of the press, I won't name who oh. they are, going absolutely <laughs> pale white. <laughs> looked like one lad, I know, I'm pretty good friends, who looked like he was going to faint on the spot. Uh, it was just madness, and it was a mad <laughs> game because it was so much happened in that game. You know, Joey Barton basically could have been arrested for GBH on Vincent Kompany Cumpier- <laughs> and Aguero. He got sent off. It was a cracking game. QPR scored some wonderful goals, and you just and I know a, I know one guy who left the stadium with five minutes to go, thinking we've blown it. Mm. So he was walking away from the ground and heard the roars. I know another guy who went basically went on a bender for three days, didn't, didn't left left the stadium, <laughs> didn't went got drunk for three days in Manchester and didn't come home for three days. Didn't Enough about well. you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just to be then, yeah. you know, like you said, Martin Tyler summed up, you you might you might never see this again, you probably won't, to win a Premier League title in the last kick of the season, it was astonishing. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those moments when you stare at your laptop and you think. How do you actually yeah. put this into words? Really? <laughs> How do you? The only ever time I've been like that, and I think you were there, doing Was when England won the Cricket World Cup at Lords yes. uh, a couple of summers ago. And you just, it's just one of those moments where you just was, don't know what to write because it was. Words yeah, do it justice.
2: Uh, exactly. That, that 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 in our
3: press box at Lords was
2: just incredible, wasn't it? I, the most incredible thing is is when the scores were tied and then the super over was tied and everyone looked around each other and just went. What happens now? It was what? I mean, literally, <laughs> no one knew what happened now. No one actually knew yeah. what happened. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, and what happens if this next one's side, that, that was incredible. But yeah, that was the last kick of the games. I mean, man, it's funny you should mention the commentators and what they, you know, those moments, you know, how they come up with those words, you, you know, those words from Martin Tyler, of course, the words from Kenneth Walston, oh, Mike, you know, just, you know, we're never beaten, but... Funny, strange enough, I was listening back to, to. I mean, the most dramatic for me was was David Beckham's goal against Greece in 2001 mm. at Old Trafford.
3: Yeah.
2: And when you listen back to that, obviously I was there at the time, so I wasn't listening to the commentary. I think the commentator, I'm not sure who it is. It might be Gabriel Clark. I'm not sure. But he basically says, you know, when it goes in, he says, give that man a knighthood, you know. Um, and strange enough, you know, 20 years on and Beckham would still love one, wouldn't he? Uh, and still hasn't got one That. And that's, and that's been a news story that's run and run about Beckham's quest for a knighthood. And and, and that's what he says when he scores that goal. And that, mm-hmm. for me, was the most, I mean, the most astonishing moment. And when you look back on it, you think to yourself, like, you know, I mean, a couple of things about it. One, it was never a free kick, by the way, Um, when Scheringham went up to, I think it was the number six for Greece, <laughs> who, 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 who fouls him. It was allegedly fouls. It was never a free kick. One, the free kick doesn't actually go in the top corner, does it? You know, the goalkeeper watches it go in. Um, and then do you remember when? And, and then I'll come on to the why it was really. I really remember it in a moment. But when Beckham came up, via walked up the Old Trafford stand um, next to the press box and and um, and, and got an ovation from the um, from the press lads. It was mm. like you know the first time I've seen that really. Um, but I remember that game specifically because it was. I can't, it, it, I was on a tight deadline and it was the old days of the tandy. You remember the tandy? They were pretty yeah. much gas powered, weren't they? You, you know what I mean? And I remember I had like to, to file six hundred and fifty words as soon as the game was over on the whistle because Beckham scores, pandemonium, et cetera, et cetera. And it was the old chestnut, isn't it, where I pressed the button and, and this bomb appears on the screen. It was in the old days when <laughs> when if something went wrong, it didn't say you didn't give any instructions, just bomb. And it was called, like old fashioned sort of you know, bomb with a uh, taped him, whatever. I and mean, they, oh, this isn't good, this is not good. <laughs> so, you know, the officer screaming for this report, of course. Um, and so I pick up the phone, it was mainly when you had landlines. So, I pick up the phone and I get through to it, you know. And these were the days maybe when it wasn't as sophisticated as now. So, I phone that and you can't hear yourself speak. So, I said, Listen, I've got to get these way. And there's a bomb appeared on my screen, so all these words have been wiped out. So this IT guy says, "Oh right, okay." He says, "Well, a bomb, a bomb. That that that's not that's not great." I'm like, "Not great, mate, mate. I didn't. What <laughs> was my first clue, pal? It wasn't a love card <laughs> or a present. It's it <laughs> a bomb, mate. Of course, when has a bomb ever been great in any walk of life, pal?" Like, so he says, "He says, all right, let me have a think." I said, "Mate, mate this this newspaper, you, you know, they should be reading this in Bognor Regis by now, pal. I need to get this report <laughs> over." So he says, "He says, I'll tell you what." He said, oh, right, okay, okay, okay. He said, well, just hit a couple of buttons. I'm like, I haven't tried it. He said, right. He says, are oh, you plugged into the mains? I said to him, what, me personally? I said, I'm, I, I feel like I am, mate. So I said, no, I'm not. I said, yes, I am. He says, right, well, I'll tell you what, take the plug out. He says, so it just <laughs> runs on the battery. I said, right, okay, okay, so take the plug out. He says, right, take the battery out. Remember, those were the days when they had a battery in a computer. That weighed about, you know, yeah, yeah. weighed like a half brick. You know what I mean? You carried it around so you had a blacksmith's anvil in your back. It was like, and uh, and you know, and by now I'm I'm, I'm getting hot up. I'm sweating like a kettle. I'm really, so I was like getting really agitated. So he says, take the battery out. He says, now take the battery. I said, I said, right, so take this battery out, remove this battery. He says, now sit on it <laughs> for two minutes. I'm like, Mate, you are now winding me up. You know, if it's that programme on deck, I'm thinking it would be one of those. Let's see if he really does this. So everyone's smiling, it's all gone mad. I'm now getting this battery out and sitting on the battery, like a hen hatching an egg. I mean, it's just... And I'm sat there thinking... What is going on? Everyone's like, Tony, why don't you find a copy? I'm sat on my battery and I have to do this. <laughs> take the battery, <laughs> put it back into the laptop to see if it works. Mm. And, of course, as I say, its I mean, it's all going off. They've qualified for the World Cup and Trent's <laughs> dancing up and down. And I'm sat on a battery. And that's, and, and, and that's, and that's always what I remember from that game. And, um, and it's just one of those, you know, from our <laughs> point of view... What Oh well, what happened? It didn't come back on. Clearly, it didn't come back on, and I and I, and I dictated in my copy or over the phone to a copy taker. So I Go had to pick up the phone then, off made, the top of your head, off the top of my head, oh. and I had to dictate. Now, unfortunately, as well, it was as you well know, when in the days of dictating copy, it was also very very tough going because obviously the Greek, you have to say the Greek names. Yeah. So, oh. so you saved this copy taker and Sherringham was fouled by <laughs> and then there's this Greek name that, that it's like an eye test. Usual like, spelling. Yeah, usual spelling. <laughs> so it ended up as the report ended up is it, you know fouled by the Greek center half. It flew past the Greek goalkeeper, you know, England who had gone behind to two goals from the Greeks or something like that. It's only because <laughs> I didn't have time to spell their names to, oh, to the copy taker. It was momentous, and as I have to say, I then, I, I then I, my, my final memory, having, having phoned the copy over to the copy taker and made it in time, was of, of David Beckham walking um, up the side there, and wow. um, and the old Trafford sort of press box, um, and saluting him news to for, and, and I do. I, I do actually um, retract the idea that that it was in any way not a great free kick because it was a spectacular strike, I have to say. Yeah. It really was. I mean, I mean, he hit it perfectly. And that was, yeah, I say, that was one of those those last minute things. I mean, it could have been worse because it wasn't that late in the day, was it? Was it a tea-time kickoff? I can't remember. But, I think, but, yeah. but certainly what, what Jeremy's saying, if, if you're talking about something late happening at 11 o'clock at night, then, you know, yeah. it's chaos, isn't it? Well, yeah. for
1: that England game, Andy, I was, I was under the benches trying to plug my phone line in and file a load of five out of them, six out of ten match ratings. Uh, I was back at, right on the whistle I had to file. And I just looked over my shoulder as I was plugging the the, the the hard line in. I saw this ball going to there. I thought, oh, yeah. I can't do that anymore. And suddenly this shows how scientific these ratings always are. They were all sevens and eights because we were yeah. off to the World Cup, and uh, uh, yeah, one one kick changed everyone's ratings. Um, oh. but, it, but in fairness to computers, uh, it, sometimes it's the humans' wiring uh, that go go wrong. And I think Jeremy, you're on the same trip to to what one of the uh, Yorkshire colleagues uh, described as Troyes or Trois. Yes. He uh, insisted it was called you Troyes. A bit, you, you
3: wait, wait for cool yeah. that,
1: yeah. Uh, and Leeds have won the first leg, 4-2. Um, it's so another Leeds story. I know Joe, John will be pleased about that. Did you cover Leeds?
3: Did you cover Leeds?
1: I think briefly, back in the day. Um, they'd won the first leg in 4-2, in comfortably enough. Um, second leg, they weren't very good. We thought this would be straightforward. Nice I still never really heard of this French town. Turns out it's in the heart of the Champagne region. Uh, and, and the lo- one of the local chateau uh, contacted all the uh, journalists and said, earlier on in the game, we don't know what you're doing, but we'd like to treat you to uh, a champagne tasting session. I thought it would be rude not to him, you know, <laughs> the red- when the red carpet's been laid out. Rude not to. Who knew they have so many champagnes on their lists? But uh, we were told it was a myth that you just, um, you know, gargle and spit. He said, no, no, you drink it. And I said, okay, fair enough. So we all had this session. Uh, in the afternoon, is fantastic chateau. Gone to the game. Uh, Leeds, as they were tending to do that season, um, absolutely imploded. And having to, gone 4-2 up in the first leg, were then 3-1 down in the second and going out on away goals. Then about, it was, we had a bit of time. It must have been about 10 minutes before the end. Robbie Keane suddenly scores. And we think, oh, right, we've got to, because we've just obviously, you know how it works. We, we normally file quite a lot of copy just before the end and hope that it stays. So we've all hit the button on most of our copies. You know, Leeds crash out from Europe, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We're hastily rewriting and thinking, you know, Robbie Keane saved Leeds. And and as we're doing this, we look up, he's run into the back of the net, picked the ball up and sprinted back to the centre circle with it. And we're thinking, but hang on a sec, you're in the pole position now. He'd lost count of the score. It turned out <laughs> afterwards, and he didn't realise, he, th- he thought they still needed another one. So we're all there, uh, you know, on the outside of uh, a few a few glasses of champagne struggling to keep up anyway. Uh, and just when we thought we'd got a grip, he, he was, uh, he explosive for the rest of us. So that, that was one that that needed, needed another rewrite, but uh, but yeah. But, oh, so, so what you're know, telling, what you're telling what is, you're told was, is,
0: you got so drunk in the afternoon, you lost I mean. track of the score. No,
3: so it's a Robbie related Leeds United story. It's <laughs> <So laughs> another alcohol related Leeds story. The theme, <laughs> the, the theme brewing.
0: This isn't a great advert for our. No,
1: like I it it's back in the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always remember one Spurs trip. I think it was to Moldova when when it was in the UEFA Cup, and then basically, I think we were given these specific instructions: don't eat this, do this, and it's yeah. like really, really kind of. It must yeah. be ninety. Ninety-eight or ninety-nine, really, and uh, it was, yeah, it was. It, it, should we say it was? It was basically. I have to say, really fascinating. I wish parts of Eastern Europe were like that now. Oh. It's amazing, you know, amazing flashback in time. Anyway, we told specifically, don't, don't eat this, don't eat that, and it was a specific. I can't remember quite why it was so strict. I think it was Moldova. Anyway, they, they basically went there, and we went to a sort of a sort of a. The locals made us inc- incredibly welcome. Avoided the booze because it was the afternoon, and we're professional. Again, professional, yes. But then, basically, we were told, "Don't eat the ice cream. Do not eat the ice cream. It's made with you know, and and, and sort of kind of filtered water. Which, if you've got the local antibodies, you know, yeah, fine, yeah. no problem. But then, basically, if you if you're not, <laughs> good luck with that. And I think everybody, one bar, one person forgot. Obviously, had the ice cream. And my word, really. I mean, I yeah. Oh my days! I mean, I came home like a few of us did, and literally, it ended up going to the doctor, and I was diagnosed with a mild case of dysentery. I mean, it was just <laughs> astonishing. <That's laughs> it, was, it was astonishing. I literally couldn't. Le- should we say, for obvious reasons, couldn't leave me out for a week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a week? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my <laughs> world crossing.
0: <laughs> you yeah. b- yeah. b- talking about that Sergio Aguero interview <laughs> earlier. <laughs>
3: That's not for this platform.
0: No, no, no it's not. No. But you talk about just
3: just,
2: just quickly, you, you talk about um about Matt was talking about plugging phones and Of course, those days and about my story about the computer. Now when you go back, that that was when it was really, really hairy, wasn't it? I mean, because I mean touch every bit of wood. Now of course we've got we've got great technology and you, you know, various ways of getting our, our stories over and touch wood. Things do go occasionally wrong, but but not often, you know, But obviously, those days when you're relying on a phone line, and if you're in a place where communication wasn't very good, then I mean, suddenly it, it was. It, 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 you're in the lap of the gods, really. But just very quickly, when you mentioned about being ill on a trip, and also the phone lines, etc. I remember we. I remember we were in Bratislava for the game. Do you remember when? When, when unfortunate, it was real trouble the night before, and someone yeah, got shot, yeah, didn't he, by yeah, a policeman yeah, yeah, there fired yeah. a, a, a bullet that went into the ceiling of a bar, and it was next to the team hotel. And it, was, it was terrible, but, but I can say this now because fortunately the person involved is 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 is, is absolutely fine and is as fit as a fiddle. But late on, right late on in the last minute to, to file a copy from that game that went ahead, and I don't think it should have gone ahead, remember it's terrible conditions, he absolutely fainted in the press box. And, and, and being the, you know, sort of kindly guys we were, weird, right on deadline is that there was two of our brethren who were clambering over him to get it to use his phone, <laughs> <laughs> because he was one of the lucky ones who had a phone line that worked. And while he's prostrate on the deck, or well, Bob, we check, you know, the, the guys checked he was well, okay, so to speak. Check the pulse. Check the pulse. And they were clambering over him to get. And I say I only tell that story because he's he's fit, happy, well, and is, uh,
0: as as uh, as right as rain now. Talking talk to communications, one last one before we we'll on. let you go. The, I mean, the funniest thing that I've seen in a while, and there's a, there's another, uh, shall we say, newspaper group who have clearly uh, tried to sort of make cutbacks, shall we say, on the computers. It's taken quite a long while to figure out why every journalist that, that uh, asks a question on a Zoom press conference, they're you know why they're suddenly you know their Wi-Fi melts down. They're basically all of a sudden it goes completely barking. It's a couple of newspapers basically, and every time there's a lot of people on the Zoom, suddenly their line cracks up and it goes absolutely crazy. It's because the computers are rubbish. It's right. not the Wi-Fi. It's because the computer can't take all the you know all yeah, the yeah, yeah, all yeah. the data basically in one go. The more people we got on the Zoom, the worse it crashes. Anyway, one of one of our colleagues has ended up. Calling one of the most important men in European football, the as chairman <laughs> Agnelli, <laughs> and leader of the European Clubs Association, a yeah, a few choice swear words because he basically was swearing at the com- you know swearing at the computer and the technology which was letting him down yet again. But there's this wonderful clip of this. Of this guy calling calling Andre Nelly hey, a you know yeah, you yeah. know what and it was it's just it's just ridiculously amusing anyway you maybe had to be there but guys thank you so much and uh, uh, lovely lovely stories right uh, right at the end particularly particularly for us but um, great to hear your memories and uh, and some thoughts. Uh, on the internationals just gone and the Premier League this week and I, I, I really hope everyone's enjoyed it I certainly have thanks so much for your company guys nice to see you at the same time same place next week I trust as well